0: Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everybody, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm Susan Vandenhuvel, and I am honored that you are joining us. I really appreciate you tuning in week in and week out. Oh golly, if you have not, if you have not been here the last couple of weeks, we are in the middle of a three-part mini-series that I invited my friend Julie to join us in and I really encourage you to Uh, if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to week one and week two of of this little mini series where Julie just really shared her heart about being, being a woman that is defined by truth, being defined by God and what he thinks about you, what he says about you, and then living. Last week we talked about living from a place of being fully known. So powerful, so powerful. This week we're going to be talking about uh being called um what does that mean that we have a calling on our lives that we are called how to how to know what that is and and just really kind of unpacking that for you this week so welcome back to the show julie in case any uh anybody is new here they haven't listened to the last two weeks tell us a little bit about who you are real quick and where you're coming from
1: Yes. As Susan said, I'm Julie Holmquist. I'm a writer, speaker, and a podcast host, and I'm married and we have four boys and we live in Charlotte.
0: Perfect. And you have a podcast too, don't you?
1: Yes. It's called Kairos Moments. It's a play. It's a Greek word that means time. The significant moments in time, within time, not the type that you can, you know, measure by the ticking of a clock, but it's those God moments that, He moves, he speaks, we respond and everything changes. Mm, So good.
0: And I have listened to her podcast and she is really creating some amazing content and you've had some pretty amazing guests on there too. So I would encourage these listeners to check out your podcast as well.
1: Really great stuff. So Julie, what does it, what does it mean to be called for me? I feel like God's given me a definition of it. And it is simply to partner with him in what he's doing in the world. It's an invitation he's extending to us to partner with him in what he wants to accomplish. Mm -hmm.
0: Isn't that amazing? I mean, when we really stop and consider that the creator of, you know, of all things good he extends an invitation to you and to me to partner with him. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's,
1: yeah, it that's is. pretty incredible, isn't it? It is. And it, it's this broken vessel, right? We were created to glorify him, to bring honor to his name and to magnify him, show the world who he is mm-hmm. in he uses the weak things of the world. That's what confounds. That's what makes me go, oh my gosh, you know, how can that be? But yeah, even my special needs son has a calling. Mm, Yes. And and God can, you know, I can see God in him. Mm -hmm.
0: So I don't know if, if the listeners know, but Tim, uh, my husband, Tim, there's six children in his family and the oldest one um, he's actually turning 60. So uh he has down syndrome and mm. um tim and i have been married just over 30 years and he has taught me more about the nature mm. and the heart of god uh and so i really wholeheartedly agree with you that they have a calling on their lives you know the yeah. people people that oftentimes society would look at and say they don't really have anything to offer and just kind of disregard or overlook. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. I so wholeheartedly agree
1: with you. How old is your son? He's 18, 18. Okay. Yeah. And is he the oldest? No, he, I had twins and then, and then he was my third son. So I had three boys, three and under, and then we had our little surprise baby. He's 12. Okay. Okay. So,
0: okay. Sometimes, uh, Julie, there's confusion about how God calls someone. Can you explain how being called happens?
1: Yeah, I don't. I've never heard of the clouds parting and the (laughs) angels descending and angelic music playing and saying, you are called to this. No, I think it's more, and we've said this in a previous episode, that our calling is an overflow of our relationship with God. You know, I think Psalm 37, four said, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Sometimes I think that, or I think that means that when we're spending time with him, his desires become our desires. And then he's able to move us to accomplish what he wants to in the world. It doesn't have to be um, standing in front of thousands of people with a microphone. It can be you know, starting a business, starting a nonprofit, ministering to your neighbors by taking them meals or mowing their lawn or whatever it is, God has works for you to do. It says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are his masterpiece and he has created good works in advance for us to do. And that's what those good works are. When we're spending time with him, he tells us, he prompts us to do things. He encourages us. He opens doors for us. Mm -hmm. And no one's calling looks the same,
0: Mm -hmm. right?
1: But they're all necessary. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: thank you for saying that. They're all necessary. You know, the the Bible refers to the church, capital C church, as the body of Christ. And so within that body, we all have a role. Everybody has, has a place. Everybody belongs in the body and has something to offer. Thank you for saying that. And it's such a good segue into my next question that often we think of someone on a stage or in, you know, in some other out front type role as being called, but forget those serving behind the scenes are called as well. Why do you think that is and how can we change that
1: perspective? Well, I think we're used to lifting up people, elevating people who are on the stage or in front more than the people who are serving behind the scenes. My husband is a serving behind the scenes kind of guy, but yeah, he works hard, right? Mm -hmm. And I think we need to kind of switch our thinking in God's economy in God's measure of success. It's not the popular or being seen. That matters. It's faithfulness and obedience. Sorry, Susan. Um, and we, we have to shift our thinking. Well, I'll really be walking in my calling when I'm on that stage Mm -hmm. or I'll really be walking in my calling when I can lead worship. That's that calling might be for some, it might not be for you. Yeah. You need to be obedient to your calling, leading your own kids in worship right? Mm-hmm. Preaching the word to your own kids or whatever, just faithful obedience all mm-hmm. along the way. And I was going to say in Mark three fourteen, it says, and he appointed 12, whom he also named apostles so that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. So this goes back to our intimacy point. He called them to be with him before he called them out to preach. Wow. And so we need to be with him before we do something for him. Yeah. I, I, I've fallen into this a few times where I'm so busy, you know, doing something for God that I forget to be with him. Mm -hmm. And I don't think those things last. Mm -hmm. They're not going to bear the fruit that they should because they're not born out of a spirit of being led by him. They're more my works. Yeah. My, my ideas, my, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was just faithfulness and obedience.
0: Yeah. I think that sometimes I need a friendly reminder that Susan, I've called you to be a human being, not a human doing. Exactly. um, (laughs) You know, and I, I think that even, you know, looking at Mark chapter six, where, you know, he had sent the disciples out to do, do some work, you know, they went out and did ministry and great things happened in -hmm. the lives of the people that, um, that his disciples were reaching. There were healings, you know, the message went forth. And I think that there were even some kind of deliverance of some kind even. And so, you know, when they came back, I, I like to picture it like, you know, they were just excited. They were excited and looking forward to sharing, you know, this is what happened. This is, this is what happened in the lives of these people. And, and Jesus, Jesus could see something in them that I'm not sure that they could recognize in themselves. And he said, come away with me and let's rest a while. And so Mm. when I read that, I think, I think that sometimes for myself, I, I just need that reminder that, you know, Susan, I give you permission to rest and I've called you to be a human being not a human doing. Yes, I have a calling on your life, but it's really important for you to like you have said over these last 3 weeks to continue to foster this intimate relationship that I desire to have with you. And it's that pulling away, it's that it's that intentionality of pulling away and posturing our hearts to just be with
1: him. Yeah. And I can attest to that because having moved to Charlotte two years ago and all my ministry was online and then COVID hit. So everything was online. I was, you know, trying to beat the algorithm and, and I was getting momentum and all of this stuff. And the Lord told me to like, lay it down, mm-hmm. just step away from it for a couple weeks. And it, it was like, but God, if I do that, then I'm going to lose this momentum, right? The silly algorithms that social media has and reaching and impressions and all of that. Um, but he told me to lay it down and I did. And as I did that, he showed me that it's not about me because I started seeing my podcast grow during that time. I didn't produce a podcast for a couple months, I saw my podcast grow. I saw more organic reach in my Facebook group. I was asked to be on podcasts myself. And so it's like, Julie, you can't, you can't aim at doing all of this on your own. You, I need to be front and center. And then I will bring the increase. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just that Sabbath rest. I, I need to remind myself of that all the time, Susan. It's like, yeah, I need to pull away. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not about me. I'm not the one that's making it happen.
0: Yeah. Wow. And that takes off a lot of pressure. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it does. It's more of a. it's more enjoyable too.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Totally. And can you feel when you're getting back into that striving and you're trying to make it happen? I know I can,
1: I know. I can. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't explain it. It's just, I just know. Mm -hmm. And I know that's when I need to pull back again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how can one grow in their calling? I think find a mentor. We talked about this a little bit ago about Paul and Timothy. He, Timothy had a mentor. It was Mm -hmm. Paul. And I think we need to find a mentor, find someone who's doing what we feel called to do. Someone who might be a few steps ahead of us, ask God to bring someone like that into your life. And then I want to encourage women to not be afraid to try things because sometimes we're not going to know something until we try it, you know, Mm -hmm. Colossians 3 15, which is one of my favorite verses. It says, let the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. And the word rule there means to act as an umpire. And I know, I know they didn't have baseball in the Bible times. At least I don't think they did, but what does an umpire do? an umpire calls the balls after the batter swings. And so sometimes I think God's asking us to get up to the plate, get up to home plate and take a swing mm. as a step of faith. And then just, mm. is this a good fit? Does this please you? Does this bring you glory? Is this is this going to help me uh, further advance your, your kingdom? Is it going to detract from my family, you know, there's all kinds of things, but sometimes I think he wants us to try something. Yeah. I can get stuck in that paralysis of analysis and, and continually, um, preparing and planning and never executing because I'm afraid of failure. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, God just wants me to get up there and try and not be afraid of that. So, yeah, he just wants us to take a step of faith. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I know that one of the things that you are passionate about is encouraging women to, and you have to correct me if I don't get the wording right, but to stop playing it small in their faith. Is that how you,
1: is that what you you were that playing? it, stop playing it safe in their faith. Okay. Because when you've had a dream die, something that you thought God was bringing about in your life and it just didn't go anywhere. I found myself praying safe prayers, mm-hmm. the ones that didn't matter so much if God didn't come through. Wow. You know, but God wants us to to trust him and to pray bold, unedited prayers mm-hmm. and really just go after those things. Well, let me rephrase that. He wants us to chase him, not those dreams and not the the things he's called us to. We're to chase him. And then the dreams will come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate that you said that because I, you know, I I believe that God places dreams on the inside of us, uh, you know, and you do too. You believe that, you know, Mm -hmm. God places those things on the inside of us, but it's really so important to keep Matthew 633 in front of us to seek him. exactly. Seek him first. And then, you know, it's kind of like a step one. And then step two, you know, seek me and then, (laughs) you know, all of these things. Um, Right. Yeah. So glad that you mentioned that. How important is having people in our lives that are a bit further along speak into our calling? And we're kind of just been teetering a little bit in this area of having a mentor, but what else would you have to say about that?
1: I think it's so important because, you know, the body of Christ, we're not called to be lone rangers out there doing everything by ourselves, we need each other. We need each other for accountability, for encouragement, because there will be hard days when we're, you know, trying to do what God asked us to do. And, and we're, you know, we're experiencing disappointment or some delays or something. We need encouragement. We need to be surrounded by those people who have maybe even been there and can speak into that. Otherwise that discouragement might just make you throw up your hands and quit. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, we need people to encourage us to keep going on. And I don't, I don't necessarily know that we need to say, will you be my mentor when you're serving along someone alongside someone, you can kind of be mentored indirectly. So to speak, you kind of see how they, how they act when they have someone come up and complain about something they're doing or, um, how they overcome an obstacle of, whatever it is, you know, not having enough money for an event or, you know, whatever it is, you can kind of rub shoulders with them. But then there's also the time that you can ask someone to be your mentor. I've had mentors at different times of my life. They just kind of came into my life when I needed them. I, I prayed and asked God for them and there they were, Yeah, <laughs> but they, they weren't there long-term necessarily. They were just there for a season. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we can glean from the lives of other people from afar? Yeah, I think so. You know, but in this day and age, you know, like, what do you mean from afar? Like social media or just seeing them online or. Yeah. I mean,
0: someone that, you know, maybe like maybe someone that you admire, you know, they've been in the faith for a while and you know, someone from afar that maybe doesn't necessarily know you, but you can glean something from.
1: I think you can have that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you can learn from them, but there's nothing like the mentorship that's when you're side by side with someone. I agree. And, you know, let's say that you feel called to do something that is big. When you have someone in your life that kind of I think it's important to stay plugged into the local church. Yeah. Because they kind of ground you, you right. know, right. You're not off floating off in your own glories. <laughs> you know, they know you, they've seen you when you've been, you know, a little harsh with your kids or whatever it's, it, they kind of ground you. They kind of hold you accountable. They, they know you because we, we don't know the people who are up on stage. We don't know what they're like to their husbands behind closed doors. So we can learn certain things, but, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? I do. And I yeah, okay. <laughs> agree
0: with you. Yeah, there's, yeah,
1: there is something
0: about having that person in your life and you being a part mm-hmm. of their lives, too. I mean, it's it's there's just so much value, I think, in that. And so that leads me into my next question. How have you seen the value of this in your life?
1: Yeah, I've had. Um, I've had some good mentors and I've had some mentors who were not so good. One mentor in particular, she met with me once a week on Wednesday and we, we just talked about anything and everything. It wasn't just ministry related because our lives are intertwined. We can't just separate ministry. If we're not doing well in our marriage, ministry isn't going to happen the Mm -hmm. way it should. You know, if we're at odds with our husband, ministry isn't going to happen, you know? And so I just, it was a good time in my life to just process a lot of things. Um, It was right after the season of just not having that dream that I talked about. My husband had a side business selling equipment to tactical and military uh, personnel. And we had dreamed of opening a shop. And then bringing the, that community in and ministering to them Mm -hmm. with Bible studies and their marriage Bible studies and all of this. And that just never happened, but it was during that season that I had that that mentor Mm -hmm. that was walking alongside that disappointment with me and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think mentorship is so important. I think there's a generational disconnect in the body of Christ today. And we, we, the young women need the older women and the older women need the younger women yep there's just something god built in us that we need each other
0: yeah yep i wholeheartedly agree and it really reflects titus chapter 2 you know right. it, it's uh i like to say that you're you know kind of reaching forward to someone that is maybe a little bit farther ahead that maybe was where you are currently. And then also reaching back, you know, who are you helping that's coming up from behind you? So this, you know, reaching forward, reaching back. And I think that when, when we're doing that, well, then it's not about me you know, and I'm not just Mm. solely living for me. I'm not just, you know, trying to build my kingdom. I'm trying to, um, Mm. you know, invest in someone that's coming from behind that I can, you know, just speak into and invest and, and then also inviting someone that's a little bit farther ahead to speak into my life and into, you know, whatever it is that I might be facing challenges or, or whatever.
1: Right. Yeah, that's
0: good. Uh, So speak to the woman that is listening today and she feels like, you know what, I think I want a mentor. I've never had one, or maybe um, I have had one, but like you and me both, um, it wasn't the best experience. So let's start there. How would you encourage someone to give
1: it another try? Well, I would say, first of all, pray, which I'm sure they do, but ask God for that mentor relationship. And then get involved in other people's lives and find ways to serve with them. Like I said, we can just, we can learn a lot just by serving with someone. Mentoring can be more than just sitting at a coffee shop once a week with the Bible open or talking or whatever. I mean, it is that, but it, it's much more than that. And be willing to mentor someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a, like I said, there's a disconnect in our churches between the generations and we need each other. We need to, you know, maybe someone who is a little farther along, maybe not age, even just experience. Right. Right. The Titus two woman doesn't have to be old as far as age. I don't think they can just be, maybe they already raised their kids past this stage that you're in, or, you know, maybe they've been married 10 years longer than you have or whatever, but we can learn from everybody Mm -hmm. Um, and not be afraid to ask.
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: and maybe the older woman really feels like, I know there are some older women in my life who feel like they are not relevant anymore. And they are waiting to give to someone else. They have a lot to give. And so ask, if you do find someone, ask them, would you mind mentoring me? Um, And tell them why you want to have them mentor you. They would probably be ecstatic you know, Mm -hmm. I have a heart for older people. I have, I grew up behind a nursing home and just old people. They just, they have such a soft spot in my heart. Mm -hmm. They have so much wisdom and so much experience that we can glean from. Mm -hmm.
0: And do you feel like a mentor can help in this topic that we're talking about this week in your calling?
1: Yeah, because often we don't recognize Yeah. Sometimes, well, often we don't recognize our own calling, our own gifts, our own talents, our own abilities, the things that God gave us. We don't recognize them because they're common to Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And so when someone notices something and draws them, draws that out of you, it's like, you start to see what your calling is, what Mm -hmm. you're called to be. I mean, what you're called to do and what you're gifted in Mm -hmm. and your calling is it's what the ability and the skill and the talent and all of that, that God's deposited into your life. And it meets the need of those around you. It meets someone else's need. Mm-hmm. The calling is not to just to have a good time, right? Well, yeah, right. we have good times when we're walking in our calling, but it, it's, it's just how God created it. Their need meets up with your gift.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so good so good. Uh, That is such a powerful illustration right there. That is just, you know, pretty simple to wrap our minds around when you're looking at a calling. And so how does one go about finding a good fit in, in a mentor mentee type
1: relationship? I would just say kind of observe them for a while and I maybe find a specific area that you want to be mentored in. And then you, if you notice that they have experienced that, or they're, they seem successful in that area, ask them what, how can I learn from you? Mm -hmm. How can you, um, can we meet and you show me what you did Mm -hmm. so I can, you know, I think Paul said to Timothy, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. Just follow them find yeah. out how they did something. It, you know, there's, there's no, no shame in asking for help.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so good. And so just curious, why do you feel that there is a disconnect between the generations? What, what do you, what do you see there? I've just
1: heard a lot of, well, I've asked, first of all, I've asked the younger women and I've asked the older women, do you feel like there's a disconnect? And I think every one of them said, yes. And I don't know what's standing in the way between the two. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the older women feel irrelevant and the younger women feel like, you know, I don't know what they feel like. They don't want to ask. They don't want to be a bother. They don't want to impose Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I think it, I think it's a more recent thing because Mm -hmm. that's not how it used to be, you know, years ago. Yeah. 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 At least that's what I've heard. I wasn't years ago. Yeah. <laughs> My mom would tell me, you know, back in the day they would have, they didn't have drying dryers. And so they would all be out hanging their laundry at the same, same time. And they would be talking and they would be living life with one another and sharing and figuring out how to overcome things and whatever. We're so independent. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. We're so independent nowadays. Mm-hmm. It, it, needing help looks is looked upon like, a weakness. Yeah. Or something to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know the different times where I've had a, a mentor in my life. It's that also that prayer aspect, you know, inviting that person to, will you pray with me about this. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. wanting some direction, you know, from God and, and just that collaborating of, you know, partnering hearts, partnering faith and praying and believing for God to intervene or bring the change that was needed or give the guidance or, or what have you. And so I think that it can be a really special relationship, a really special Mm -hmm. friendship Uh, that can even though maybe the mentor piece might change you know as as we get older but the friendship stays the relationship Mm -hmm. can stay and it's just such a beautiful such a beautiful thing
1: yeah 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 when it's when it's done right it is it is a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. do you have any final
0: comments that you want to impart onto our listeners, anything that's burning on your heart this week?
1: Well, I was just going to say with, in regards to calling, I would try to say yes, as much as you can, mm. as, as often as you're able to. I, when we moved here and like I said, all my ministry and all of my writing and all of that was online. And I was like, God, I really want face-to-face ministry with some women. I I'm tired of being behind my screen. And the next day, my pastor's daughter called and asked if I would lead a group of young women. And I was like, let me pray about it. Okay, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't have to pray pray about it very long. And it's just been a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just pray and ask God and he will open the doors.
0: Would you say that sometimes it's also kind of setting aside our expectations of how that answer to the prayer might come. Because I know yeah. for myself, sometimes I have been I've been tripped up in God's going to answer It's going to look like this. And so then when He does provide the answer to my prayer, there have been some times where I have initially missed it because it came packaged in a way that mm, that's I, good, Susan. Yeah, that's a good reminder. It came packaged in a way that I didn't recognize because I had already formulated in my mind, this is how it's going to look.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's where I was getting at with saying yes, because I don't know if I would have, I mean, ministering to young moms, that wasn't like, oh, that's my passion, you know, but I said, yes, Mm -hmm. and God is working with that. Yes. And he's, he's making connections and relationships and these girls, for whatever reason, they're like we're so thankful for you. And that you know, you came at just the right time and all of this. And all I did was say yes. Yeah. Right. And it's, but it wasn't packaged like I thought it would, but we just say yes to what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. God asked Moses, what's in your hand. And God also says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, whatever, whatsoever you find in your hand, work at it with all your heart.
0: hmm Mm -hmm.
1: as unto the Lord. And it's, it's like, what's in your hand? What is offered to you is ministry to these young moms, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. you
1: know, that story of Moses is
0: such a favorite of mine because you know, how Mm. long had had he been carrying around that staff, you know, and really probably, it was kind of a common thing, you know, the day dawned. And so what do you do? You know, I mean, grab your staff and, you know, go out and start your day, right? Just kind of a common, everyday, ordinary thing. And yet God asks that question and it wasn't that God was confused, you know, right. That's what you're carrying. I don't know. I don't recognize that, but you know, what is that in your hand? And I have to, Maybe it's just me, but I have to—I have to believe, or at least I like to think—that Moses looked at that. Oh, this is just a staff, you know? Yeah. So when we think about, and like you said, just kind of piggybacking off of what you have said. When we look at, well, this is what I have to offer right now in this season of my life, whatever is in my hands right now,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: if you lay that down and give that to God with an obedient yes, there is something really beautiful and life-changing and impacting in the lives of other people when we give an obedient yes to the Lord. We just want to encourage you today that, you know, whatever it is that you feel like you have right now, it's, it's valuable and it's, it's needed in the world. Um, There's a place for it. It, it, like I said, it has value. People are going to be impacted by it. And Mm. just to just recognize that your one obedient, yes, has a far reaching impact more than you might even be able to recognize because God is so, he's just so big. And he is at work in my life, Julie's life and in your life.
1: So good, Susan. That's so good. (laughs) Mm,
0: mm. All right. Well, gosh, this has been such a a great little mini series. Really, really enjoyed having Julie with us these last three weeks. You are just a treasure. Mm. And I would just encourage the listeners to stay connected to you and to be on the lookout for those amazing workbooks that are coming out. Uh, I really believe that placing those in the hands of people is going to be life-changing. So thank you. And I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> and may the Lord just, you know, just bless you in that endeavor and look at your obedient yes that you gave to him. I mean, this is just <laughs> going to have a far-reaching impact. So stay connected with Julie, take a look at the show notes for all of the ways that you can Stay connected to her and uh, know that we, we love you. We believe in you. Um, And even more than that, God for you, he believes in you and he loves you. Uh, He sees you. He hears you and he knows you take care, stay well, and I will catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week, and I will connect with you right back here next week.